Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have a guest on, on who in the past has had the highest listening numbers for any of the Social for Brokers podcast, which is awesome. If you haven't heard of Lee Flanagan, then go back and listen to episode 25. There's so much value in that episode. Mainly, we talk about on how to use referrals to build your business. I now have Lee back on the podcast with his new venture, the Sales Summit Tour. So give you a bit of a background before we start chatting. Um, Lee is doing the tour with 10X coach and founder of Dream Luxury Service Apartments, Tom Smith, and Property Investor of the Year, Terry Blackburn. So we'll be talking about their upcoming event. Um, it's going to be on the 16th of March. And he's already said he'd probably, probably do another one considering that they sold out very, very quickly. Um, so they're going to be talking through things like sales, property investment, mindset. It's actually sold out at the Riverside State Stadium. So it's going to be re- very, very successful. But before we get into it, I want to welcome Lee onto the podcast again. Thank you very much for coming back on, mate. Thanks, Chris. Quite the intro there. Appreciate it. I actually <laughs> thought for a minute you were going to make a joke about a sellout at the Riverside. But the <laughs> you're, a, you're you. a massive Middlesbrough football fan, aren't you, if anybody doesn't know? Yeah, but I'm a massive I'm a massive Middlesbrough fan. I think it's very important to be true to yourself and and be loyal to the area that you come from. And I think that's a massive part of what we've done at Bespoke. And, and I think it's sort of something that is a real identity of anyone from from Teesside or from any really you know industrial working class estate. You know, there's many across the UK, right? And it was great because I had Brad on the podcast um, the other week and he was talking about the day that he won Primus number one protection broker, which I'm sure you're immensely proud of. And what a lovely guy as well. Top, I've had some really good positive comments about him on the podcast. But he was talking about his friend that played for Middlesbrough the same day. And it was lovely to see his LinkedIn post. It wasn't just about him winning an award. He said it was the proudest moment of my life because my best mate started for Middlesbrough. Do you know what I mean? That... That just really shows how tight-knit of a community you've got up there. And that obviously does help in business as well. It's been a massive help to business, yeah, definitely has. I think, like, um, first of all, and Brad, he is such a gentleman. Yeah, that's the word. He's such a great lad. He's a real lad's lad. You know, the women in the team love him and mother him and and, because he's a gentleman with manners. Mm. And the lads in the team love him because he's one of the lads. And none of them got his head. We believe that it's a Guinness World Record. No matter, it does 200 plans a month. Wow, it's crazy, isn't it? It's crazy numbers, mate. Like, I was I was, I was, was an all right seller, and I've worked with the best of the best. You know, Darren Rawson, Janice Whitmore, Terry Blackburn, Oliver Lodge, Oliver Whitehead, John Morrison, been the best. Mm-hmm. Gary Hobbs. But none of them did that number. None of them did them, them numbers. Two years ago, he was working in Asda Warehouse on it, as an agency worker. And by the way, just to be really clear, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I come from a warehouse... And I also come out the back of Tesco with a needle in my arm and four overdoses. So I'm not in any way sort of like disrespecting anybody. 12 years ago, I don't even know. Actually, this is an interesting point. How many times I OD'd on drugs or what drugs? But God. But Brad, I come from there. I'm not disrespecting it. But what a climb over 24 months. Yeah. In my opinion, Primus has got the best of the best advices. Um, but I would say that, right? You know, because... Yeah. Again, but the I'm thing... We won't talk about Brad all this episode, but he's very humble with what he does. And 
just to give an example, he's gone away on holiday to Dubai, hasn't he, this week? Looks absolutely beautiful. Instead of flaunting it all over social media and saying, I'm in Dubai, I'm this baller. Instead, he writes a post today I've seen with his friends. This job allows me these opportunities. Do you see what I mean? He's always passing the passing the benefit on somebody else to say this job allows yeah. me to do this opposed to look what I've done kind of thing. So it, yeah, it just is testament to the team that you build, isn't it? We spoke, it's fantastic. I appreciate it. I think that's down to him and his parents and his family, his friends. Yeah. Him, he needs to take a lot of credit on that one. And the people he's worked with previously, uh, bespoke, we're very lucky to have some, what I'd call in the dressing room, football dressing room, mm-hmm. you know, good old heads, experience, yeah. right values, good old pros. And they just keep you right from wrong, cultural architects, you know, so... We're very lucky, and I think um, yeah, he's a good lad. He is. Right, let's get to the Sales Summit talk. So give us an overview of what, what it's all about, why have you done it, what's going to happen on the day. Cool, thank you. So you've got myself, Tom Smith, and Terry Blackburn. Terry's got a new book called Be a Lion. Doosh, plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best-selling. Tom's got a book. I don't have it with me, Tom, sorry. Um, he, he called Fearless. Tom's my mentor. He's also a mentor, Terry. And Tom's been on at me since the day I met him saying, Lee, embrace the salesman amongst you because I'm a sales professional. And, and I, I think, you know, I've had some success in the sales arena, which is what, we, what I do. Don't mm-hmm. listen to anyone who says they're on Pfizer. They're just they're not being true to themselves. We're all salespeople. And, um, you know, I, I seem to, I seem to love sales. And I think, you know, I'm all right at this. And I want to try and share that knowledge to other people like I have done across my career in financial services and, here we are, you know, we're having a, we thought we'll have a bit of a get together. We'll invite a few people. We'll see how it goes. We're 200 tickets gone in an hour, which was just like off the radar. We probably could have sold it three nights in the row. And so many people, it's surprising to me because about three months ago, I started like putting information and I started putting mass sales beliefs. What drives me, who I am, what I do, what my guys do, why I believe, you know, what, what I believe works within sales. And the interest, mate, has just been off the rift of the amount of messages I get daily saying, how do you do that? What's and people need to know how to sell. It's surprised how many salespeople have never had sales training. Absolutely. So we're putting an event on, mate. I'll be doing sales training, leadership sales. Terry's going to do property in sales. And, and Tom's just going to do mindset and massive action because he's a 10x coach getting trained by Grant Cardone. So I'm excited. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't realise he's getting trained by Grant Cardone. Tom's epic. We need to get him on his class. He's a good guy. That's interesting. Do you find it interesting when you say you get a lot of people come to you about sales? And I, I sometimes get this. It's almost like an imposter syndrome that I think, well, I'm, I'm just doing what comes naturally to me. And other people find that, like, how do you do that? Almost a genius in your area. And is this why you haven't done a sales summit before? Because you feel what you're doing is it just comes to you naturally. So why, why would people come and want to watch me? Is that how you feel sometimes with it? Um, it's important that I'm honest, right? And I want to try and be as humble as I possibly can because yeah. I just explained 12 years ago, I don't even know how many times I did. That's how poorly I was on drugs and, you know, I'm from a really humble background. Um, so I'm not being a big head, but no, like I, I don't. I, I know that I'm, I know that I know my stuff for sales. I, I do. And I believe that. Why haven't you done this before then? Growth. It takes time. You've got, the time has got to be right. I think, like, I always believe that I'm the best salesman in the UK. I believe that I'm the best sales trainer in the UK. I believe that I'm part of the best team in the UK ever. I think the stats prove that. But it's took quite a lot of cajoling from people like Francis, 
Nathan, Darren, Michelle, Richard Coulson, Terry Blackburn, Tom Smith. People are pushing me to say, Lee, like, do it. I mean, you know, you're my mate. We spoke about people would be surprised and people will probably long for the days when I didn't used to do video or do social media because I thought, what's the point? But, you know, you revolve, growing when the time's right, you, you give it a go, mate. So it's just, it was, the time is just right for me to sort of share what I've learned. And none of it, by the way, there's no mother in the world ever gave birth to the greatest salesman ever. It just doesn't happen. This isn't the MBA when you need to be born six foot five, run like an Olympian, have a handspan. Skill, sales is a skill and it can be taught. Some of, us, some of us have natural characteristics and needs and urges that make you a little bit more effective, but it's a skill, make no doubt about that. It's interesting that you spoke about change and sales there. I want to get into that because you, we were talking before the podcast started about how when you did videos, literally the first week of lockdown two years yeah. ago, yeah. you were sat there thinking, is anybody actually going to watch this? And it's interesting because I've always thought you were always confident in front of video, always did video, but it's only been doing it over the last two years. And it's how much has video helped you and your team grow over social media? And do people kind of need to get over it to start it? Well, that's the same as anything, right? I think like the first time is always the hardest time, probably the most exciting time as well in anything. I feel like um, you need to, I don't think you just get good at something. I believe in the 10,000 hour rule to become an expert at something. Mm -hmm. And I'm very, very proud of the fact that I work double shifts every single day, five days a week, and I've done for 13 years now. So I think that makes me a real expert in what I do. Some will probably screenshot that and take the piss, and these are, and that's fine, but I, I put the work in to be able to say that. Nobody works harder than me, and I don't think anybody else puts as much free information out as me to try and help others on their journey. I think plenty of people across you know, social media and people who've met me would sort of, you know, um, evidence that and so, say, yeah, he's truly he's helped us out. So I don't think anyone's ever been bought a great salesman. It's something that you learn and do through experience. I think social media, it's the ever-changing face of society and, and, and life, and sales is just part of that. Sales used to be um, information. The information was with the salesperson always. Now, that created a Del Boy or Wolf of Wall Street character, Chris, where people thought, buy beware. They've got the information, so they're going to take advantage of us. Now, because of social media, now because of the internet, now because we live in a very educated society, the most educated consumer ever in the history of mankind, that, you know, people say, actually, I know a bit about that. I can go on social media, the information, the click of a finger on my phone, phone. So in terms of social media, we had a chat before you came on the podcast about how um, we've changed with video, how you've taken yeah. video really under your wing, haven't you? And you've, you've yeah. been smashing it the last couple of years. Thank you. I appreciate it. it, it you kiss a lot of frogs. Same as recruiter sales. You kiss a lot of frogs to get there. People who do social media, who, who sell social media, will say words like um, algorithms, will say words like um, saturation and strategy. I, I, I say words like get yourself out there and get on with it, you know, because people who say them things, you look at their social media, every single post, Chris, has got a league table attached to it. How many likes, how much engagement, how many comments? So for me, I always think, oh, well, he's getting the most engagement, he's getting the most likes, let's, let's go with that. Mm -hmm. People who sell social media, don't, a lot of them don't seem to get any engagement. I think that's, a, that's an indicator of how good they are at the job, right? Yeah. And this it, it, it's tough to, like, we look after people's social media, but the best stuff that gets the best engagement is, is you guys being yourselves. Because yep. especially in this industry, if you're a faceless, if you are a faceless brand, yep. it's so hard for people to buy into you, isn't it? 
It really is. Now, a lot of people, I've seen people make little digs at me, quite a lot of people dig at me online. And that's fine, because I guess I'm quite the, the man my character, right? But I hear people say, like, anyone can, can do posts for likes. Go on, then. Do it. Maybe you should <laughs> do it. It's not just for likes. It's about engagement. It's about my, my message on social media. My message to man is I want to get my message out there. I think you've got to position yourself as the number one person or a leader within your particular field, mm-hmm. area, town, city, industry. You've got, to, you've got to position yourself as an expert or a celebrity within that field, right? How do you yep. do that? By putting your message out there, by putting content and information out there to help other people. You can have anything you want if you help people get what they want. And that's a big part of sales, right? So so social media, the this, 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 this face, the, 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 the landscape of social media has changed dramatically. It does every single week, right? You've got to ch- Sometimes it's video, sometimes it's content, sometimes it's posts, sometimes it's just text, but you've just got to be consistent with getting your message out there. But you look about, I was, we spoke about, you know, how we consume information, how we actually buy, buy products now, right? Mm-hmm. It's a very educated consumer now because of Netflix and, and Amazon. You've got the two seconds, please. Sorry, mate. It's right, mate. Friends have just gone booling. That's fine. <laughs> like, honest to God. If you want any noise making, give France a shout and she'll fly down and make loads of unnecessary, unreasonable noise. But, right. So, what I'm saying is, Chris, Amazon and Netflix took away time, they took away product, desire, the time in between. So, for example, if you want a toy previously, you've got a toy, Toys R Us. Yeah. You walk down the aisles, you pick it up, you play with them, and you buy. Toy, Amazon took that time away. They took the product to you. They actually bring it to your door now. Mm-hmm. They can actually do it the same day, some of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, took away Blockbuster, the need to actually go down to the shop. The inconvenience of going all the way to the corner shop, like, from the corner, you know, and the sm- I can actually smell block- Blockbuster still, can you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's the carpet, wasn't it? It was like the... Carpet, the I admit what you're getting and, you know, recommend it. It was lovely. But what's more lovely is sitting on your sofa going ping, thousands and thousands of different titles, genres. It's it's just and I suppose we're doing that more so now with with the likes of Zoom, with the likes of online meetings. You can take the advice to them. What's your because you're all about personal and being being face to face with people, what's your thought on Zoom calls? How's it changed the business? We don't sell it. It's a, he's a myth, right? So, so, so basically, Amazon and, and Netflix changed how we consume and buy a byproduct, right? It took away time. It's now an area. We live in a society of convenience. And Amazon and Netflix, as well as like Facebook, they hover above the internet now. They've got that next level above. So they dictate how we do things. People um, don't no longer go on, I don't know, trip advice. They go on Facebook if they want to go on holiday. Where's good? I've seen someone yeah. asking what to give up for Lent on Facebook. <laughs> So that's, that's the area you go to now if you want something to do. When it comes to Zoom, I can only speak what I know, right? And that's all I can ever say. Mm-hmm. People don't buy insurance on Zoom. Really? It's, it's a bluff. I see people doing training sessions and like nobody wants to buy insurance on Zoom. They just don't. Is it because it's easier, because you can't warm to the person or is it easier for the customer to say no? I think it's because it's what the customer wants right now. Will it change? Will it adapt? Life changes. Everything changes, you know, we always move forward and you adapt and die. But right now, I can only speak about bespoke financial at like 5% maximum, if that, of our business is done over Zoom. And how do you overcome an objection if the person says, I want a Zoom call, 
but you know it'd be much more beneficial for them to be in front of them. How do you overcome that objection normally? Well, I, d- I don't know if it is more beneficial. Well, well, you know, I don't know if it's more beneficial. I think you overcome any objection by welcoming the objection, listening to what the client says. Mm. It's called hedgehog, right? So if you shot a hedgehog on my lap, I'm going to throw it back. So if you say to me, I want to do it in person, I'd actually, I'd ask you to return the hedgehog with the question, but why, why is it important to you? And would that be something that would help you and your partner make a decision and let me look after your family today? Can I ask why that is? You never, ever, ever reply a question with a yes or a no. You would reply with another question and you just throw the hedgehog back. That's exactly what you should be doing in sales. And this is something I've learned up over 26 years I've done this job. Not 30, because you know I do double shifts every day. And the hedgehog strategy, answering a question with a question so you can draw more information out. Just loading up your gun to aim and fire. That's exactly what you need to be doing. So I would ask why. Why is it important to you? So it was a story once, right? A guy went to a car yard, right, Chris? And he said, um, I was, a gentleman was looking at a car. He had a young girl with him. He says, is that car fast, mate? There's car salesman. What's your picture of a car salesman? Tell me. Well, uh, what would slick back hair, suit, yeah, big watches? There you go. Right. So it's really interesting because everything else in the world has changed apart from the perception of salespeople. Mm, Sales Everything, everyone else's perceptions, Dell boy, slick back hair, wide awake suits, the wolf of Wall Street. You know, sales is now a profession. It's got, you know, we've got 47% females with our business. I bet you've asked that question. Not many people would say somebody of a different color skin. You know, they just wouldn't. I probably wouldn't because it's just not what we've been programmed off television and media. But the, yeah. the, face, the face of sales is changing dramatically. And we've got to get on with it. We've got to get on with the program. So it's really interesting, isn't it? I find it fascinating, this perception. Everything else has changed the world, but salespeople usually always be wide awake suits and, and slick back. So anyway, this guy says, is that car fast? And this, the, we're going to go with the car salesman, slick back hair, because I'd said the same thing, mate, right? Yeah. It was fast, the fastest car. On the, it is so fast, you can't even see it. Unbelievable. XR3, um, so much horsepower, blah, 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 the usual stuff. The bloke goes, thanks, turns around and goes, he didn't buy because he was looking for a car for his daughter, a first car. Well, I was just about to say that, yeah. yeah. He didn't want a fast car. He's asked the question actually to rule it out rather than to buy it. Throw the hedgehog back, ask a question with the question. And then you'll find more information. Is speed important to him? Not really. Why is that? It's my daughter's first car. Okay, what is important? Safety. Okay, and I've got you a safe car. Would you be up for a coffee? Brilliant. Let's go. And you just return the hedgehog. I'm just keep on throwing the hedgehog back to each other, play tennis with the hedgehog. And that's how you get to it. You draw information or buy some questions. Love that. Yeah, it is, it is all about sales. It's about asking questions. And it it's interesting that you we're trying to change that perceiving, that perceived view of what mm-hmm. the media tell us what a sales salesperson looks like. Because we automatically sales, we automatically say salesman, don't we? we do. It's not a saleswoman. That's that's what people automatically perceive that yeah. it's all seedy blokes, really. I suppose it's changing that perception. Like me, I'm a salesman of myself yeah. in my yeah. business, but I'm sat here in a hoodie and it's completely different to what it would normally be. I mean, it's interesting, actually, what you said when you said, I've been in this industry 26 years yeah, because you've been working 13 years and do double shifts. Do you? You're obviously a huge advocate of mental health. Of what, sorry, man? Of mental health. And you won the team. Yeah. What's your argument to people that say... Well, to protect your mental health, you shouldn't be working double shifts because it's quite. It's. It, I'm just going to be playing playing devil's advocate here. That if you're working loads, your mental health must be affected. Why? Why are you doing it? Is this why people ask? 
Okay, great. So what would be the question? Why am I doing that? Or what's my, th- what's my view on, on, on how, how can you say you've got strong mental health when all you're yeah. doing is working and not taking time for yourself? Cool. Great. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't have strong mental health. Hence the fact that I was a drug addict for half my life. See, and that's then- weird. Cause I see you as a person with real, do you know what I mean? With mental and that that's again, that's I suppose how that's the way you're perceived on social. So that's interesting. You say that. Um, but I mean, I've never hid that I'm a drug addict. I've never said that I'm not vulnerable. I wake up. I think the thing with me on social media is I tell the truth and I'm authentic. I see after things on social media, you should do this. You should do that. You're a sales mortgage advisor or an insurance advisor. How can you tell us what to do? Bang. Mm. Next one is these business coaches. I know some business coaches on there saying they did this, they did that. They did nothing but drink tea and tell lies. I can name names too, believe me. The next one you're about like is when people say they've never sold a plan. I am doing this right now. I'm one of the crew. I've knocked on every door, I've had every single club, I've had every every single excuse. I've walked the walk. Do I talk the talk? Yeah, I do. Why do I think mental health is important? Because like I've I've lost a lot of friends to mental health. I found I was one of the first on the scene to lose, to see one of my good friends, God bless his soul, may rest in peace. Only in the back end of last year, it was horrendous. I've been that close. Why I'm still alive, mate, by the grace of God, I should have been dead a million times over. Mm-hmm. I've ODD'd. I don't, listen, this is how drug addict, drug addict I am. I don't even know how many times I ODD'd. I can't remember. I can't remember what I took, where I ended up. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. So we're arguing with my sister, think, I think it was three, I think it was four. Such is the progression that I've made over 13 years. But sales has got a very short memory. It doesn't care what you did. It doesn't care if you're an addict. As long as you produce the goods, you're a winner. The entry level to sales, excuse me, man. The entry level of sales is so easy. You don't have to go to university. You don't have to have rich parents. You have to have generational business past here. I started from the from below the bottom, right? With yeah. an eight my arm out the back of Tesco's. And I still reach the top of this industry. And I'll continue to strive and drive forward because of my desire. Now, my desire has got what we'd call a fire underneath it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm that scared of going back there. I run so fucking fast and work so hard. But then you can say to people, everyone's different. I respect the fact that people say, oh, well, I need I need my time with my kids. I totally get that. I don't live with my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Filled relationships. I'll take accountability for that. So I don't live with my kids. If I did, could I work the hours I do? No. Mm-hmm. But my work is not no separation between work life and home life. I am what I do. This is why I'm so I'm authentic. Love me, hate me, not sure about me. I am what I am. Idle hands rock my boat, Chris. When I get a downtime, when I'm not with my kids or I'm not at work, bang, that's when addiction, drug, drink, let's go to the pub. That's when mental health issues, that's when I want to crawl in the bed and die. That's when I crash. So I need to be on the goal. I'm, yeah. now, people are experts at me. That's not really healthy. Well, it is if I'm not sat with a needle in my arm. It's interesting that you spoke, and I asked that question because I thought you would say this, is for you, there's no differentiation between work and your life. And that's not a bad thing. What I'm saying is you enjoy your work that much that it doesn't feel like work. So therefore, when you're saying you're putting in a double shift, no, you're just living your life doing exactly what you actually like doing. And a lot of the successful brokers, insurance specialists, protection specialists that are good are, they actually really enjoy what they do. So they don't mind putting those extra hours in. But you must get to a stage where you get burnouts. How do you manage with those? Don't you at all? Uh, well, listen, I've had crashes. I get tired. I get fed yeah. up. I'm really moody and really right. I've been getting told I've been out for 13 years. Is it a real thing? Well, science and history tells us, and medical evidence says, yeah, it is a real thing, Lee. Mm-hmm. I've been quite fortunate. Really? I, I have had crashes. What would you class as a burnout? You know, I've got my counsellor, Sarah, here. Or if I ask Francis, you'd probably say, well, you have had a burnout, Lee, because you, you locked yourself away in a bedroom for two days. 
and got off your fucking head for, on drugs for two days, like how many years ago? So that was a burnout, that was a crash. So what would you define as burnout? What would you define as a crash? How did you deal with it? How did you get back on the horse? Now quickly, speed kills. Key thing in sales nowadays, because of Amazon, Netflix, and the society we live in, speed kills. We know that because it's miles better to cook someday, isn't it? But it's a lot more convenient to press a button and get it delivered. Speed kills. So yeah. I just jump back on the horse quicker than everyone else, and I've got a really high tolerance to shrugging things, things off and get on with Chris. So, I mean... I can't remember the question is, but I think... <laughs> no, no, that's, that's exactly what I was looking for. And a lot of brokers I'm speaking to, the first two years of the year have been really busy. And it's almost like, where do I find time to do things? Where do I find time to build my brand on LinkedIn? Where do yeah. I find time to post videos? How do you achieve so much Like in your calendar? Do you yeah. use time blocking? Do you have somebody arrange it for you? How do you do it? Well, first and foremost, building up a brand on LinkedIn, our brand's more authentic and gets a bigger reach, it looks like anyway. And we do yeah. more business. I think the fact that we do more business than everyone else is because we are real and we are authentic. Mm -hmm. I'm not being somebody else online, you know, Want to know something about somebody? Ask the people they've worked with. Mm -hmm. End off. So many people dress themselves up. I know what's bad about our industry is job titles. I am uh, somebody who specialises in helping families collect money when sadly they look. You sell life insurance then. Just say you sell life insurance. Is yeah. it really reluctant to admit that you're a sales professional? Mm -hmm. I don't know where it is, whether it's ego, whether it's ex social acceptance. I'm a salesperson, a sales professional. I think I'm like the Michael Jordan the sales should have been on. And I don't think there'll be another one like me for a long time, but I'm about to say that's what part of makes me who I am. Because I've got the balls to say that, right? Yeah. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> um, how do you how do you fit so much into your day? Because a lot of people will be listening to this thinking, I see Lee everywhere. He does so much social media. He does loads of business. He runs a business. What does your calendar look like? Do you time block? What do you do? Hard work. Get, get on with it. Just We've had these arguments online. You've probably seen the debates with some like trolls online. Like I don't. I believe haven't. To be fair, I've not seen you like in the comments with people. I know people comment on me usually. I don't really relate because right. I is just quitters. They're just somebody who's got to a certain level. I thought I don't fancy the work ethic to get her there. So what I'll do is I level out here and I'll just slag him off. Mm -hmm. Here's don't ever talk about you. They talk about themselves. You've said some, or done some, or achieved some that's made them realize how much they really love their life and hate and everyone else, and that's what you get. Here is a real great indicator of someone who's been successful. It's just someone who's actually achieving things and having the ball scrap and have a try at something. And I think, um, how do I fit it in? I just do it. People say you don't need to work hard. Work smart, work, don't work hard, work smart. Bluffer. I've never heard so much yeah. nonsense in my life. There's nobody ever achieved anything in life that didn't work hard. And that's my, there's no way. I'm a big student of history. I love history. I'm a right boring bastard. I love history. Mm -hmm. Everything that we need to know about our future is there in our past. Do you think this is the first time a madman like Putin's tried to take over the world? No. It's happened before, isn't it? Before? God, millions of times. Yeah, it's yeah. It's life. It happens every single day in, in different environments, whether it be countries, families, workplaces, you know. And, and we can take that. So brands that, if we think before social media, brands that won on TV are still around today. Brands that will win on social today will be around in 20 years' time. Yeah. Because if you can follow what people have done in the past. But it's interesting that you talk. Just to come back on there, I like your social. I like some of the stuff I call on social. Some of the people put things out. I like your stuff. You went with Kate a lot, right? Yes, yeah. Do a lot of stuff with I, Kate, yeah. I think she might be the best mortgage advisor in the UK. I've got a lot of respect for Kate. I love the dynamic. How could you become friends? I love the dynamic between you and how friendly is also. So, 
I worked in an estate agent and she was the mortgage broker upstairs. She's a best friend with my old boss. Um, and it all started, social for brokers all started because Kate that came downstairs and said, Chris, I need somebody to do me some social media posts. Can you help out? Yes, yeah. I'll help you. And then I started doing them and she said, there's so many people out there that could do with this service. And she's fantastic. She is fantastic at broker. And um, one of the people why this is business is where is it, where it is today as well. Well, no, the main person, the reason is where it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're really good at your job and you're a good person. I do feel like mortgages, there's a different need for mortgages for social media than there is for protection. Yeah. But in protection, is a different client base and you need a different type of character set. I believe that it's important to get someone like you to anchor you, mm-hmm. throw you back in, create content, create posters, do X, Y, and Z. But I think there's something really, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I don't believe in, I've got a very loose strategy. I want to be the first in the morning. I want to be lunchtime, tea time bedtime and I want to make sure that I'm myself I'll probably go personal personal but you know what I think to me I'll just say it and I'll put it out there but I think we can overthink things too much you know on social I think with insurance and protection I've had a lot of people on the podcast who are insurance and protection people yeah you have to be it's your face that's your brand you okay. you can't hide behind a company logo you have to be because insurance is one of the most personal things that you can sell somebody okay they've got to buy into you and trust you as a person yeah, okay. that's where it's very hard to create content for a protection specialist because it's going to be very bespoke to them. There's no way I could create content for you because you might think about something today, but it could be completely different tomorrow. So you need to react that. to it straight away. And I really, really appreciate it and I respect it. But I think that's part of the channel what we do. I get content created and I'll just post it when I want to post it. Whatever yeah. I feel that day, I'll put up. And that's part of the channel being authentic. I see some stuff going on. I've certain people I'm thinking... Well, I know you. That's that's not you. Yeah, it isn't yeah exactly. You. That that isn't you. And then you think like the social media thing with, with like life insurance and mortgages. Nobody goes out looking for life insurance. Are very very few. It's mm-hmm. becoming a bit sexier, becoming a bit more palatable, and a bit more attractive to go and get and become a career in. But you know what? It's a totally different career. Rugby league, rugby union, mortgage and protection. Yeah, yeah very. You know, and I think like you know, the thing is with protection, you've got to be omnipresent. My key things when it comes to being a great salesperson, a, a world-class life insurance advisor, and this is what I've taught over 100 people over Newcastle, Health, and Teesside Group, whether they said they didn't or not, I taught them, we taught them now between our culture of Teesside, no doubt, right? Four things are how to make phone calls to make appointments. Mm-hmm. Speed, build, punches and bunches, do a power hour. Do it on a Friday night, do your timing. Very simple. Intro, reason, close. Next one would be the appointment. One-part appointment. Stop doing two-part appointments. The fact find, we created a fact find, half of the UK is using it, it's led to a sale. It's people say it's genius, it's not it's just simple. The third one is get referrals. Mm-hmm. Get referrals of every single person you speak to. It's a, it's a skill, it's just asking. Here's a real quick question. I ask everyone this now. When was the last time you asked for referrals? Uh, probably three or four months ago. Really, who off? Uh, mortgage broker down south, same right. Southampton. There you go. App before that? I couldn't tell you. Once in, you, so once in how many years, right? I can't remember the last time I did. Francis, I know how many times you've been asked. Never. Nobody asks. So you're not alone to ask. Get a profile, get a system, signpost, ask the questions, the key things. The last time I asked for referrals was after our podcast before, because I was like, right, I'm going to go out and do it. And then, yeah. being, I'll say, not busy because I've just been lazy. I didn't follow up on it. Yeah. Fortune's in the follow up, mate. Always. I've got, see, I've got that on my list. I have like a loose list of questions I'm going to talk to you about. And yeah. I saw it. I've got here, Fortune is in the following. Yeah. What is that to you? 
it doesn't take one phone call to make an appointment. Life insurance advisors, right? Big up is the hardest job in the world. Your phone appeal now would probably take five, six. I know people say, no, that lead you gave me a year ago. I've just signed them up now. I think, have you been ringing them every single week for a year? And the two, the fortunes and the follow up, no one says yes straight away. Yeah. If they did, we'd all be single, right? As, as luck. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. get the first one there. The more you call, the more you ball. Quite simple. The more hands you shake, the more money you make. Definitely. It's a numbers game. It's all activity. When people say quality over quantity, nonsense. You'd never achieve nothing. The talk, the same people who say, Work smart, not hard. It's all about quantity. Quality comes with experience and training. Mm-hmm. Training. I genuinely feel if you're not getting the right training, by the way, some people have sell training. <laughs> I've seen the figures. I've seen what they've done. Put your figures on board and tell people what you do. And if you don't do training, right, you should put a sign on your website and say, see someone, a gentleman like you, Chris, a real professional, put a nice little sign there saying, we don't do training, we don't believe in it. I did my training years ago. You've got an obligation to tell your clients, I don't do training. Training's not something you've done, it's something you do, it's something you continuously do. Yeah. That's why the best remain the best all the time. I genuinely believe that on my heart of hearts. So, Interesting, Rich. And the network, shame on you. Shame on these networks for letting vultures and sharks skim in and sell dribble and terrible training. You've got no, you're taking money off people, the networks. And I listen, I'm part of Primus. I adore my network and I'm loyal, Labrador loyal as a dog, right? But believe me, you've got an obligation to put better training on every single network. You cannot let these vultures come in and go, I'm going to sell you this much training in the little chef cafe at the side of the motorway, 900 quid for an hour, off someone who's never achieved nothing. Yeah. What I think is really, really good with Primus is Primus do have that support network and yeah, very exactly. similar, like they do the social media masterclass and I... I'm going to be on one of those calls to do like a 10 minute chat with people to talk about it, which I'm re- I did it two years ago um, when, yeah, when yeah. lockdown came and I'm going to do it again. And I Please love do. doing it because I Primus are very clever in that sense that mm-hmm. instead of trying to say that they know everything, they'll pull in professionals from certain fields and train. So for a protection call, they sometimes get you on there because you've got the figures to back up what you do. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, really. they'll pull in then a specialist in, I don't know, GI. And do you know what I mean? They'll they'll pick out the people that succeed already, which is very clever with primes. But it may be that some other networks, as you said, might outsource that to people that they they don't know from Peter or Paul and get them on the calls. And I'd yeah. rather have somebody within the network do it. I think I know the people who book them in, and I know the person. He'll be making a cut on the side, guarantee, and getting a free cup of tea out of it. I wouldn't believe a word he says. <laughs> <laughs> Right, to finish off the podcast then, I just want to get into your head about how much time you spend on social per day. How how long would you say you respond to LinkedIn comments, upload comments? Yeah, 17 hours a day, my, my screen time is on that. Really? Yeah, 17 hours a day. I'm up at four and I'm on it till 11. My screen time is split between social media, WhatsApp's my office, I guess. It's not quite there for Brent there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how could I hate women? My mum's one. International Women's Day. Brilliant. Oliver Lodge posted that. Have you had Oliver Lodge on? No, I haven't, no. Gosh, like the best kept secret in, in the industry. Oliver Lodge. Mad as a box of frogs. I promise you now, I love Brad, I love Janice, I love Terry, I love Darren. He's the best salesman in the UK. Right. I love He's the best salesman in the UK. He's a freak. I've never seen nothing like him. <laughs> He's never been a best looking like a 40-year-old skateboarder and knock out like 10 grand in a week. And I'm like, how you defy logic, how good you are. And, and listen, I don't think anyone's better than me. He's better than me. He's unbelievable, Chris. 
So it'd be a real character as well. I'll have to have a little look. But you say it was on. So it's interesting. You spoke about it's International Women's Day today. Yeah. And you said you're on your phone 17 hours a day and you said the, your feed is everything about International Women's Day. Yeah. It's quite interesting because you said it's everywhere. But how good is that actual content of International Women's Day? And I tell you, because it can be very generic and that's going back to the authentic side. Yeah. I love what Wonder Films have done where they've, they've done like a week's worth of content for International Women's Day. Like they've smashed it. It's great. Yeah, I totally agree with it. I think like really interesting when I joined the industry, wasn't that many you know, females in the industry. Mm -hmm. I'm so fortunate I got raised by such a strong woman, woman Maggie, she, and my auntie Sue. And the um, mom works at the hospital still. She still works at the hospital, clean at the hospital. My auntie Sue puts up with me and go, Brian. But I got brought up by proper women, strong women, you know? And now I'm honored to work with strong women. And you do, uh, have, you do have a real secure network around you of people you that do. head up the business, don't you? And at Primus too, Tony Smith, the best female in the UK within financial services. Look at financial services now. Some of the females across the industry are wonderful. Like, industry is changing. And, um, it is, isn't it? It's changing. It, it is, and it's changing. Whether we're changing for the better or the way, it's changing. Change is inevitable. It just is. <laughs> so I work with some wonderful women. I'm very honoured to do so. My screen time, 17 hours a day, once the initial question. on me. And... Um, I, I do a lot of reading, I have a lot of your books. Um, so how much of that time is active, I don't know. This is an issue people have got, right? Stop trying to time block in social media. It is just, it's just part of you. It's an extension of who you are. You can't build it in, it's just who you are. Just, be, just embrace it and just get on with it. Like, people go, you post on social, you should do this. LinkedIn, League, Facebook, Flan, all, this, all the skits and the quips. Maybe you should try it. Yeah, just get, not going nowhere. LinkedIn's not going nowhere. Maybe you should give it a go because I guarantee you the people who hate on it and say you're this and you're that, I promise you, behind closed doors, they practice a video and thought, I'm should I, shouldn't I? I'll just hate on other people who dare got the balls to do it. It's totally fine to be vulnerable. It's totally mm -hmm. fine to be scared. Social media is this brave new world. And it is daunting, and you do get dickheads and bullies. By the way, there's no more, there's no industry worse than ours. The same people will shake you back and say, Lee, they're on WhatsApp groups slating me. Mm. That's just the world we live in. So it says more about them than it does about you. Give it a go. Like it's but it's not, it's not going anywhere, is it? It's not going anywhere. It's a perfect way to end it. Yeah. Lee, thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. And um, I'm sure if anybody wants to reach out to Lee, have a chat, his inbox is always open. You'll, if you don't know who Lee is and you're on social media, um, then get on there and start having a chat. Lee, thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it, mate. God bless, mate. As always, I'm very grateful to you. Thank you Cheers, so much. Thank Bye, you. So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.